Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment heavy podcast tonight because Lord, lo and behold, in the midst of all the wondrous wrestling performances we saw over the last few hours, the only thing anyone will care about is a zombie apocalypse army of the dead match. If there is anything that can define sports entertainment, it is a lumberjack match that features zombies. I agree. Let me tell you. <laughs> I agree. I didn't. I, again, we'll get there. We'll get there. That sp- gentleman speaking right there is the talented Lit Nick. He is ringing in. He is now a Georgian officially. As his grad school comes to a close in Savannah, he will be moving to the Atlanta. ATL. Is that correct? I'm moving to Hotlanta. Hotlanta. I'll, but I will always be with you all in spirit of movies, but also, because we love it, sports entertainment and wrestling. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so we start this thing off, and you didn't get to see the first one yet, and then I'm kind of finicky, so I, I went on ahead and said we got to record now. Um, Charlotte, who comes out as Cru- Cruella DeVille, um, ring gear, ready to rock. Oscar and Rhea Ripley, triple threat match for the championship. It was absolutely amazing. It was Charlotte's best performance since her return. And, okay. and I'm talking about the return heading into Mania and then the time off post. Um, I was pleasantly, it starts out with her dominating the, the action. And then uh, everybody starts to get their offense going. We wind up, of course, it gets helter-skelter towards it. There is a spot, a neat spot, where they try to double suplex, double-team suplex Charlotte. She lands on her feet, turns, and double-chop blocks them, and then hits them with the natural selection. And then as they're laying side by side, she goes for the Roman Reigns and tries to cover... Rhea with her chest and Oscar with her legs. And of course they both kick out and you wonder, is that their kind of, is that the way they kind of let Charlotte out? Because if she would have hooked a leg on one or the other, she probably would have won, but she didn't. And then she does do, uh, she does all the, all of her high spots. Oscar gets her stuff in. Rhea looked great. And then Rhea goes over, as Oscar runs into a boot and Charlotte falls away from the ring because she was on the apron and, and then spins and walks into the Riptide. And so Oscar has now taken, I think, three pins from Rhea Ripley. Uh, it looks as if that will be her kryptonite for a while. Um, I don't know where Oscar goes from here. I was expecting shenanigans here, but we we literally only had shenanigans here at one moment in time for about 12 minutes, and it was not during the wrestling matches. It was during the sponsored by match. And Yeah, a lot of like clean finishes this time. It was all clean. They, they literally packed all the shenanigans into one crazy over-the-top movie sequence that was going to infuriate the world, but probably also pack in some money for somebody. Yeah. Right. And it, as Ripley wins, she goes to the ring corner 
she stands atop it and begins to mock Flair, who is on the ground walking away. I'm guessing we're getting Flair and and Ripley in Hell in a Cell. I think that's a good move, kind of, especially if Ripley goes over. I know everybody wanted yeah, Oscar to win. It would be good for her to get that dub over her finally that she never got in uh, the last WrestleMania. It, and what better place to do it than in Hell in a Cell? It completes Ripley's redemption story, right? She loses at Mania last year to Charlotte. She gets the win back this year, but it's not over Charlotte. If she gets Charlotte in a cell and beats her, then she completes all of that. As Charlotte and bothered then to from come there, we can get Shayna back in the title picture. Yes, yes. Please, please I'm begging. <laughs> just or just let her be. At least let her be formidable. You know. Oh yeah. But that was not tonight. Let's move on. Um. We have the Dirty Dogs. It was such a long night. Not even a long night. Just a lot happened. The Dirty Dogs jump Dominic, jump Dominic Mysterio outside, dump some kind of huge something on top of him, tell him we'll see you out there. Dom can't get cleared by the doctor. He says he can go. The doctor's not going to stop him, but by the same token, Dr. Howard Ramkin doesn't go out there. Ray says, I got this. So we have a two-on-one match. And to be honest with you, I don't know what you thought, but I was getting so into Mysterio. Like, remember, it wasn't that long ago that we thought Ray Mysterio might need to hang it up or something because he didn't seem to have it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun two months of doubt. Right, it, it tells you how crazy it is right now. Oh, just how everything is so immediate gratification. This guy gives us some of the best wrestling in history over the course of, you know, however long it's been since he was on Nitro. And yet, four weeks, five weeks, we decide, oh, well, maybe he just, you know, maybe it's too many knee operations or whatever. Here he is just wrestling two guys, <clears throat> doing great, frantic. I got so wrapped up in it, I wanted him to win it all by himself, which is who Rey Mysterio is, right? To 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 pull you in against all odds, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll never. People kill Michael Cole all the time. I will never get. It will never get old with me hearing him call that guy the littlest big man. Oh yeah. You know. And him and Cat were just knocking it out of the park tonight. By the way, big bullies, them. Graves too. Graves too. And so then Dom stumbles out after many different Rey Mysterio's about to be put away, and then he struggles and gets back into it. Time periods. The super kick Dolph hit Ray with as he was sliding out towards him in the chest looked rough. Um, but Dom comes out. He stumbles through the match a little bit. Uh, well, actually, of course, he's on the apron for a little while, and Ray refuses to tag him. And then when Ray does go over there, as as you say, McAfee points out, Ray tag Dom tags himself in for his father. He does. He takes the decision away from him. And then he he does well for a little bit. Of course, the tide gets turned. You have Rude on, on the apron screaming, you don't belong here, which is the, the thing about having a second-generation guy that immediately got put into these big programs. That's kind of the undercurrent. As Dolph is tuning up the band, a.k.a. Shawn Michaels, uh, Dom's super kick hits home first. He tags in Ray. Ray makes the moves that matter. 
we get the 619 that puts the opponent on the ground facing. We get our Eddie Guerrero frog splash. One, two, three, father and son champs. What did you think about it, buddy? I think everyone did a really good job with this match. Like, first of all, Bobby and Dolph work horses by like by definition. Good Lord, the way that they were able to like lay every hit you felt, every hit. Like, there's that one thing where you mentioned, I believe, where Ray gets slid by the by Bobby Roode into. Dolph's leg, and it just—it looks like a gunshot, I and mean, it's just well, you know. Dead. And the ending was so good too. I'm glad you repeated that because I would have left out. Once Ray hits the six one nine and tags in his son, and he says, "Go up top," you know, do the Eddie. Then he runs towards Dolph, who's on, who's outside of the ring, and he does the slide over the top like a sunset power bomb, and he throws him into the barricade when he gets over the top. And so Dolph's out of the picture. That was a good optic too to have. The combo finish ratcheted up even a little bit more right there. Yeah, Ray Ray and Dominic are doing good work. And Ray specifically, like you said, the fact he's able to make you believe that like maybe he can do it by himself. Right. It's so, just testament to his ability. Absolutely. Subplot here, we had zombies. Um oh, do we have to mention that? <laughs> we do, we do. Because it happened. And, and Morrison opens up a room, and there are zombies there. And lo and behold, what well, can we he, talk about? Well, he's saying that like he wants to be the one to check on the lumberjacks for the Miz. So that way, you know, we can have lumberjacks on our side. And that way we can get through the match and kind of win on the off chance. Miz says, no, but Morrison says, I'm going to do it anyway, just to be safe. And they go to the lumberjack area, because apparently there are. And Dave Batista is, is like just... Private male zombies from Army of the Dead to <laughs> to the Thunderdome. Now we got the Army of the Dead commercial first. The commercial, of course, leads us into the scene where there are zombies in a smoke-filled room. Morrison's terrified. He tries to tell Miz. Miz blows him off. It turns out that Priest has picked the uh, zombie lumberjack army of darkness match, which is sponsored to you, brought to you by Zack Snyder and his film, which is in theaters now and going to be on Netflix next week. Starring Dave Batista. Dave Batista had said earlier in the day, I'm sorry, I can't be there. I'll send some friends. So none of this should have really shocked us to be honest with you. What shocked me the most was how well they did the room and the smoke. I mean, yeah, they made it look, for what it was, they made it look exactly the way that they wanted it to. Right, I mean, what, dude, it's, it was comedic relief. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't get, I don't get the venom here. I will say this, I will say this, and this is something that I said when I first saw it. I mean, there is evidence within my discussions with Kevin in the phone to say this. When it first happened, when I first saw the zombies, I was just so unfazed by it, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because we've, because, like, I'm not going to defend the addition of zombies to 
this, but I will say that we have had demon clowns. We have had an undead undertaker, zombie man, who is a staple of wrestling and professional sports entertainment, and we draw the line at this. (laughs) Randy Orton was hit in the face with a fireball and lit a human on fire. (laughs) He was lit he lit a man on fire. He, John Cena, like one of my favorite matches from the last couple of things was John Cena going through an acid trip and being forced to go through purgatory. Right. right. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that you can put this up against Guerrero, Mysterio, um, Halloween Havoc. I'm not saying you can put this up against uh, Sean Taker 2. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say it's come good. Come on, dude. Just to, to claim it's edition, the worst thing ever is silly. Is good. Right. Yeah. But, okay, so what winds up happening, of course, is we get the obligatory spots where I don't guess it'd be obligatory if it's the first time you've ever seen it, but you would think they were obligated to do it. <laughs> there was interaction between your wrestlers and the zombies, and they did, at one point, Miz and Priest fight back-to-back to fight their way out, which happens in zombie movies. Two guys that don't like each Shout other. Shout out, by the way, really quickly, to Corey Graves for the ECW shot. <laughs> right? Right? No, you're not watching an old ECW segment. Right. Now, we did also have Morrison do incredibly acrobatic things until he got engulfed by zombies. Priest winds Rest up hitting, hitting Miz with his finish. And then as he leaves, the zombies engulf the Miz and eat him. Um, we'll assume he was eaten. We don't know that for sure. That's the piece. Right. R.I.P. Miz. We'll miss you. But I didn't, like I said, I, that didn't even slow me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like we're going like to hear a bunch of people and people who are listening. You are going to hear so many people scream about how terrible that match is and blah, 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 because of the addition of zombies. It wasn't... The wrestling was fine. (laughs) It wasn't a match. They kicked the can down the road on the rivalry. This won't finish it. They'll have another match to finish the rivalry. This was a way to get some money from Zack Snyder's whoever, Netflix or whoever. Get some money. It's it's, It's the sponsored by Snickers. Yes. Now... Uh, I will say this too. Supposedly, Dave LaGreca said he turned off his TV. He couldn't handle that anymore. And here's my point to that. We had two bangers before that. And if he really missed the last half of this pay-per-view over that, well, I'm sorry, dude, but you missed a lot of great wrestling over nothing. You know what I mean? Well, Get up. Again, it's a thing where like I feel like we've missed the... We, again, we're drawing the line here, and we didn't draw the line... With the advent of Kane, <laughs> I'll just say nobody kicked out of getting super kicked three times to the head in this match. <laughs> Man, <laughs> if only Adam Cole were here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, ba- Bailey versus Bianca is next, and it is a banger. I thought they did a good job of agreed that it was Nothing a good but respect for my role model is what I'm going to say. Nothing but respect. Right. Bailey took her into the deep waters. Bianca had an answer. Every time Bailey came up with these little tricks to pull it out, Bianca was able to kick out. She she was she overpowered Bailey early. She dug down deep late. It was what you needed to see out of a young champion against a veteran. Bailey had used her hair against her once for a 
rip cord, a hair rip cord, belly to belly. And then the two count, she tried to go to the hair again and Bianca tied it up in her feet and wound up hooking up the roll up on that. Got the win. I thought it was neat. I thought it was well done. I thought the wrestling was great. I, I, I want, I'm ready for them to get to the other side where Bianca has a couple matches where hair isn't the focal point, but by the same token, I also get a Sasha being a veteran or a Bailey being a veteran and going to it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I did, I, it didn't bother me at all. I liked the match a lot. You did too? Absolutely. Just showcasing more of how fantastic Bianca Belair is. A hundred percent. Has Bailey having this weird, insane laugh the entire time. Right. Absolutely. And also there's the thing about maybe she cheated with her hair. Maybe she didn't. We don't know if that counts. And so we are going to be kicking this can a little bit probably to Hell in a Cell, which Bailey does great work in Hell in a Cell. But that, we will see. That would be, if they do, I hope they don't do like four cell matches. Because it can be a little bit of overkill. You know, I hope they Yeah, I think that we need to out. cap it at the next one. I think the next one's got to be the last one if it, if we're having another one. I kind of would like them to go away from... I don't agree with a whole lot Jericho says lately. Um, I do kind of agree with... Although, I, let me take that back. He has, he, he has been critical of some things that I... Uh, Wrestling-wise. <laughs> some things that I'm critical of. And then when he said that having a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view takes away from the hell in the cell step a little bit. I get where he's coming from because I shouldn't have to write a storyline. Let me rephrase that. So that way it matches a pay-per-view. It should right. be a natural thing. Which, but by the way, this wasn't the scheduled month for hell in the cell. So it wasn't, they moved it up. So in a way they're kind of doing what I said, but by the same token, it doesn't feel these Hell in a Cell matches should should end rivalries, you know. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. It's just really hard to believe that three rivalries are like that at one time. Fair enough. Like, are we gonna have a blood feud three times over? Are we really? Like, how well, bad is your work environment where three times out of the like once every year, like four different people are like. I want to take you to a place that's literally named after hell. Right. I want to beat the snot out of you in a big red cage. <laughs> like, I, I will like, say, I, <laughs> I will say though, when we finish this and I, and I tell you which ones I think are going to wind up in a cell. I do believe that it will make sense at the pay-per-view if they do what yeah. I think they're going to do. Okay. Is that fair enough? Cause let's get there. Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley have a luchador match. And um, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew that three, the two or five live was actually the four or five live? Who knew? When Braun <laughs> when Braun leapt off that apron, and it, I thought it was a, a suicide-ish dive for a second, and then he kind of rolled it over with a, like a cannonball, or maybe Drew caught him. I can't. I don't know for sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure how. Braun's head didn't wind up taking the ground out, but somehow I got tucked under, and I think maybe we can credit Drew with that. Then Drew hits the the crossbody on him, and then Braun hits a, a swanton on him. It this was fantastic. Nobody does big man wrestling like WWE does. 
the the spot where now there were some shenanigans in that they threw Bobby Lashley through an LED board that exploded. Um, but that's, that's like out of out of everything we're going to count, count as shenanigans. That's the least shenanigany thing you can have. Well, like and he two, threw him through a thing. It was a clever. <laughs> it was a clever way to kind of have your. They kind of had the number one contender match once Bobby was put away. Right? Mm -hmm. Because then you had Drew versus Braun. No Bobby in sight. And Drew Drew takes a whooping. He goes through a table. Braun takes a whooping as well. They were brutal to... When Drew Drew picked up Braun and Mikinocho drivered him, Jesus Christ, that guy's (laughs) strong. And then Braun catches him, uh, you know, I don't know what Drew weighs, but I'm sure it's upwards of 250. And he runs at him and jumps, and Braun just catches him like nothing and, and puts him through a table. That table didn't stand a chance. And so then, of course, but Drew wins that little one-on-one match, hits the Claymore. Bobby throws him out of the ring, and as he stumbles away, Bobby hits the spear, and we have that victory for Bobby, which kind of gives you an excuse to have – Bobby have to face Drew again in the cell. And I guess you could say if he's faced him before Mania, not really, but, you know, he took the Miz out and then whatever. Then he faces him at Mania, and then he he gets him here without pinning him. Maybe Mm -hmm. you do kind of have an excuse to stick these two guys in a cell. And I'm... I kind of like that because Drew and Randy Orton was a crazy tough cell match. And I'm I'm as much as anybody else over Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, but I'm just saying that's where I think they're going. And I don't hate it because every time I get tired of Drew McIntyre, he has a match and it changes my opinion. Because the dude... Oh, yeah, he's very good, isn't he? He's (laughs) killing it in the ring right now. He is killing it in the ring. And what they do to him outside of the ring... Is, is the same thing that, that happens to every babyface champion style guy that the WWE has. And so I can't blame him for that. You know what I mean? But what I can do is watch the way that guy puts everything on the line, whether it's Monday night, whether it's a pay-per-view, every time out. He, he just bangs when it's time to have a wrestling match. And I just appreciate it. You know what I mean? And this was great. Yeah. What did you think? You hit every note. I was going to great big hoss match, man. Great big hoss match. Happy that we getting more Bobby. Yes. Loving more Bobby. Yes. And also the fact that we got again another clean. Fi- I was expecting the duo of Mace and his friend yeah. to run in <laughs> because I've, I've like they've been doing it every Monday. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Shenanigans. Right. Because it's all three way. It's legal. Right. No, they didn't show up. It was a straight up like, I'm going like we now have a straight up, legitimate pathway forward with Drew versus Bobby. It's very good. Yes. Now my my uh my lovely my talented better half just sent me an article from Give Me Sport. I read the headline about the strangest thing they've that. It, we've ever seen in a WWE ring and it's the zombie thing. As I hit the article, I haven't got the chance to read through it. I caught a little bit of a paragraph where he said, um, wasn't a huge fan. 
Now, yeah. that said, all of this that we're saying about this zombie match, you know what the beauty of that is? What is the beauty of it? A couple of years ago, they were saying about a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> I know for a fact this was meant to be horse playing fun, right? That mm-hmm. the Hell in a Cell match, they were trying to they were trying to get somewhere with two characters and they failed and it was so. Wouldn't you much rather have <laughs> people complaining in this way than the way they were with that HIC match with Seth and the Fiend? Okay, let's. Oh, I'd rather we never repeat that again. <laughs> let's move on. Discourse was bad. Yeah, let's move on though. Cesaro versus Roman. Now the story that runs through the show outside of the ring, Jimmy goes into Roman's room, tries to talk Jay back into being his boy. Uh, then of course as Roman is about to after Cesaro's been announced Roman's about to make his champion's entrance he's ready Jay is doing his normal thing where he's pumping it up pumping it up pumping it up and Roman says what is this we and he says you know he says well I mean you know if as in if you need me and that's when Roman cuts him off and says you talking about if uh starting to sound like your brother why don't you go find him and Roman is going to do this on his own and Roman goes out there and knee jerk reaction thoughts on this match knee jerk is this was bloody fantastic like this is when you hear the modern Roman well any just any Roman because Roman's always been a good wrestler but like Roman versus Cesaro main eventing a pay-per-view and imagining how just insane it would go if they just went all out. It is exactly what you think it is, and it is just as good as you'd hope it would be. My God, the character work on both sides, fantastic. That uppercut at one point looked like it took Roman's jaw off. My God. <laughs> it was it was a spectacular the whole way around. That was worth practice of admission alone. Wish we could just, like that, SmackDown is the superior brand <laughs> out of, like, compare the main two shows, and this just proves it every single time. I loved it. I found it fantastic. I thought when that, ma- when that match was over between Braun, Drew, Bobby, I thought, man, it's going to be tough for Roman to go out there Let's face it, the Oscar match was really good. Oscar and Rhea. And uh, every match on the card, besides the zombie thing, was really, really good. And unique in its own way. And yet, Roman managed to once again go out there. And this time, we didn't have the Usos come help. This is twice now. He retired Daniel Bryan the other day, uh, two weeks ago maybe, in a match without a whole lot of help. I can't remember if there was anybody on the apron at some point, but you know what I'm saying. Nobody like helped him, helped him. Mm-hmm. And here we had Roman. It, it was a, it was a little bit of the same story of Bailey and Bianca in that he, he took Cesaro into deep waters, but we had another what. 20 minutes. I mean, how long? It was a long... They, they went a while. It was a long match. But it, it, was, it kept you on, on the edge of your seat the entire time. So. Okay, when Roman was choking him, because Roman would choke him periodically, and, and 
Cole did a really good job of talking about how Roman is is utilizing his size to put pressure on the neck of Cesaro and tire him out. The, the, the more slender man. And as, as Roman would hold his head in that guillotine, you could see all the veins in Cesaro's head start to poke out. And it would literally scare me, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and, and he went to that so many times. And, it, you know, Roman is so very good now at being explosive. You know, he grind he grinds and he grinds and he grinds and then he explodes. And then he grinds and he grinds and he grinds. And everything's physical. Everything looks like it hurts. And Cesaro is out of the this may be the best wrestling match the head of the table's been in. It's gonna be close between him and Daniel on that last one. He's been in some great matches, but they all wind up having like all the Kevin Owens matches kind of ended with stuff you know what i mean and, and uh but this the jay uso match ended with stuff you know you had you had jimmy come running out and stuff like that. this was roman at his very best telling a story period he called out daniel bryan during the middle of the match because he had that same hold on daniel bryan to to keep injuring cesaro's arm that Daniel had used on him. And he's like, this is your move. This is your move, DB. And then when when Cesaro does get him on the ropes and he manages to get Cesaro's arm hemmed up, Cesaro's on one side of the turnbuckle area and he's on the other side of the ring post. And he winds up wrenching that arm down to where Cesaro's kind of like hanging on for dear life with his arm strapped on. And when he comes away, he has the, like the strawberries up and down his arm to show from it, you know? Then, whenever Cesaro had a shot to put the thing away, his arm wouldn't hold up. So we're telling that story. You know, we had the veteran champion who's been here many, many times know that when it matters the most, his strength can't be still be his strength. If he's going to win a title from me, he's got to have something other than European uppercut. He's got to have something other than that than that right wing. He's going to have to do something else. And he took it away from him, and it kept costing Cesaro the match throughout the match because he didn't have it to go to. He couldn't pick Roman up at times when he needed to. He couldn't, you know. And so and so then, of course, we get the tremendous time where Cesaro has him rolled up. He's got him dead to rights in a, in a cross face. And, of course, but the arm's injured, so Roman's able to pull his hands off his mouth. And then he they roll through a couple of different times on another one, and Roman winds up getting the guillotine onto him. And then as Cesaro pulls his face away, the arm gives way again. Roman's able to cinch it back in again. Now he's been in a chokehold twice here inside of you know, 22, 23 seconds. Boom. He, he can't stay awake anymore. He's out. And what a performance. Then things get crazy, right? Jimmy comes, yeah. uh, Jay comes down. We don't see Jimmy. Jay comes down and he puts the, the lay, the head of the table, lay across over the head around his neck of Roman to, to show that he's been here for you. You're, you're still my guy. You know, everything's still the way it should be. And then Jay's like, let me get him. Let me get him. Let, let me get him. Yeah. The way he said that, I want to compliment him by the way, the way he just looked at him and said it once. Let me get him. And just like this stare, I'm just like, 
you have my permission. Like you are forgiven for your brother's sins. The total, the total, the, the, the total commitment that you've just given me allows me to let you pick on the bones right here, buddy. Right? It was so, um, lying in the jungle-ish. Am I wrong? It does give up. It does give that vibe <laughs> off very well. Just like the way you described it, reminds me of like how one would describe like after a lion makes kill, kind of the vultures pick off the rest of the meat on the bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's the vulture. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he was a as he's getting on the top turnbuckle to Uso Splash. We hear Seth's music, and all of a sudden, is Seth going to come save Cesaro? What is going on here? And Seth comes down and gets eye to eye with Roman, and and I'm thinking, Seth's about to we're we're about to go to hell in a cell right here, and I and I'm not even sure what on earth because we got two heels right here. But I'll take not no, I apologize. I did think we were going to get Seth Roman hell in a cell right there when they were eye to eye. I thought, oh my god which was probably wishful thinking on my part because I would love to see those two guys in a cell. But then Seth hits that, that then, then Seth hits that crazy laugh. He's dressed like somebody melted crayons on his suit. Amazing. <laughs> it looked like someone melted the Lowe's logo on him. It's very it's very good. I like it. It's literal drip. <laughs> but if we're going to define drip like he's been doing for the last several weeks. Of course. Now, then he brutalizes Cesaro. And, you know, the the stuff he was doing with the chair there, I'm sure it didn't hurt Cesaro at all, but it enabled him to look like he was snapping Cesaro's elbow while sticking the head, the back of the chair under Cesaro's throat. It was, optically, it looked great. You know what I mean? Like, like it looked like it hurt and was demeaning and was kind of choking him at the same time he's snapping his arm, right? Then he... Then he gets the big grin on his face, does the stomp, leaves Cesaro lying there, gets in the ring, and as they cascade, taped in booze, which, do what you will with them, the optic of Seth drinking in the cascade of booze was wonderful as we go to credit. I'm thinking Roman is taking Hell in a Cell off. I'm thinking we get Cesaro and Seth in a cell. And I think that because I believe that Cesaro stays in the main event picture. And this is how you do it. You keep him in a big program. You let Roman take some time, bring him back to do something else, and then Cesaro can come right back at him again. Because it looked like Cesaro belongs. That was fan- What we got tonight out of those two wrestlers was fantastic. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. And Cesaro and Seth will tear it up in a cell. Seth can continue to like be mean to him with a hurt arm for a month until we get there. Um, so I'm guessing we get Charlotte and Ripley, which makes sense in a cell because they'll be able to go back to, I was on NXT doing perfectly fine and you came and got me. I wasn't planning on being at Mania. You came and got me. They can go back to, I think that we'll get Drew and Bobby in a cell. And I think we'll get Seth and Cesaro. And I don't think we'll get Bailey 
and Bianca. I think they may wrestle again. I would probably... Wouldn't you save this for another time and put Bianca into something else right now? I think that I would wait on, like, personally, even though I did say that I think they're setting up for a Hell in a Cell rematch or something, I think if they are, they are going to have a match in that pay-per-view, it's going to be a regular match. I don't think it's going to be in a cell upon reflection and thinking back on it. I right. think, like, they might be, like, the last match that they have either on Friday night or, like, on Hell in a Cell as a regular match. Nice. But maybe some stipulation of some sort, like, no hair thing. I don't know. That's actually great. That Bianca can't use her hair. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you can the see Bailey. Occurs, you the thought can... occurs now. Hold on, my my brain has come to the thought. You know how they have those hair matches where if you lose, you take off all the hair. Do we think that? I don't want to put this out in the world. Actually, I don't know if I want to put. Well, that even if they did it, they wouldn't take the hair. They wouldn't. Do, they wouldn't have her lose. No, no. Bianca wouldn't lose. I'm. But, <laughs> I don't think Bianca would be the one to take the hair off or get. Oh, the- Bailey in that brand new cut, huh? Oof. Because she's cut a lot of hair, and I'm like, and my brain is going. She already cut off the ponytail. I do kind of feel it like quadruple down. <laughs> I do kind of feel like. It's a little early because Bianca hair versus hair match is pretty low lying fruit. I'm, I don't think it would be good, but that's where my brain went after the hair thing. I, I just, I mean, I think eventually it'll get done. I think it'll get done several times, but I, I don't think it gets done right now. You know, and mm-hmm. here's the other thing: we, I, I for one have heard a lot of hey, Oscar needed needs to win or not get pinned all of that and I'm with y'all I don't like seeing Oscar get pinned ever either I I do think that the company has decided in the women's division that Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair are the future and the future is now and the horsewomen are going to have to create interesting storylines below the title picture. And I think that's best for the division. I think it's best for women's wrestling to do that. And I think it's something the WWE has sorely missed out on recently is to have these huge rivalries that don't involve belts. Because Rhea and Bianca being the champs, the the title tells the story there. But this is where I really think like the horsewomen can kind of look they're all Hall of Famers in wrestling, period, and especially in WWE. But this is where they can solidify their legacy of greatness. If you can create magic that doesn't involve titles or number one contenderships and all of that. And I think that they that will do it. That would be good. Because I think that I agree with you 100%. That's what's, mi- what's missing. Because if you compare this to, say, AEW or NXT... NXT is doing a spectacular job on this, where they are just like every single like person within the women's division feels super important in their own way. Like you have Ra- Raquel Gonzalez on the top of it, you have the feuds underneath it involving like Zaylee, and you have her being built up as well. We have to go to Kai on the sidelines, which is not really connected to that, but kind of. Right. And then 
on AEW, you have, even though she's trying to get into the main event picture, you have Britt Baker putting in some of her best work, not even in the title picture. Well, actually, she's going to win the title the next pay per view. Soon. So, you know. But before now, she's been in the mid, like, middle of doing this break, like, feuds. And something that's been missing in a Raw, especially, is like, and also SmackDown. I, I we'll say both. We'll say both. Is like exactly like you said. We need those mid. We need regular storylines that don't involve the big strap. We don't. We need to feel and empathize with these characters and these wrestlers, so that way we will want to maybe invest in them, and then later see, want to see them in oh. the main event. Because that's the reason why the four horsewomen have been on the top of like every single event picture is because they are the only wrestlers who's gotten any development like except for maybe alexa bliss whatever happened to nikki cross where right. has she been where's well, naomi we well, can have we can bring them into like having regular feuds if we bring the horsewomen down to them have them build their characters with them right so and to I your agree 100%. to your point don't have them wrestle each other build your division it's it's Sasha's job, like right now. It's Seth's job to build stars, not to win titles, right? Right now, it's it's going to be Bailey, Sasha, probably not Charlotte. She'll probably always be in the title picture. Bailey, Sasha, their jobs to build stars. I don't know what happens when Becky comes back. I mean, obviously, I can't imagine them not sticking her right into something. But that being said, I had a great great night. Did you? I had a wonderful time. I loved that main event. It was spectacular. I'm just going to be on the moon about that. And if you want to complain about the zombies, you can. Full freedom to you, but let's also talk about the great match we had at the end of the match. That ended pay per view, huh? It let's was, dude. Keep it even. Let's keep it even. Yeah, well, hey, nobody keeps well, it even. Much. If you don't yeah. like something, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't like it. You know what I mean? Enjoy not liking it. I had a good time. For my man... Lit Nick, this is KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Nick? Go home. Keep it basic. Keep it basic.